just not lyrics. But if we can, if we want our worship to flow to him that the fruit of our lips, then let him know that. So before I take my text, if we could just stand to our feet. I know we've worshiped in song, but just with the fruit of your lips, can you tell the Lord how much you love Weight 
as to what we could accomplish with our hand. Somebody say 50%. And, 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 and that means to me that not only is the pinky finger a meaningful piece, it would be to me and my, my holy imagination, it would be the missing piece to much of what we can accomplish. Somebody say the missing piece. And, and Paul made this same revelation evident in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 22 through 23. He says this, I'm not sure if it's going to come on the screen, but he says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually most necessary. I don't know about y'all. If you ever been in a church and somebody thought you were least necessary, that you were the weakest piece, but tell your neighbor, I was really the missing piece. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Paul is saying every piece notices is vital to the proper function of the church. Somebody say that's me and you. And even more, notices every piece should be protected, even those not seen. So it's one thing, I want y'all to hear me, to protect that which is covert, but it's another thing to protect which is not connected. Because notice this, covert here, this just means hidden, but when you're not connected, I can't protect you. Tell your neighbor, I gotta get connected. I gotta get connected, I can't be the missing piece. And consider the magnitude of the, of the disconnect from the body of Christ with the pinky finger from our hand. Many of us notice this, lose 50% of our strength. Many of us lose 50% of our support. And many of us know, notice this, lose 50% of our soulless when we find ourselves disconnected from the body. That means, and hear this, What's missing can determine what will manifest. I hope y'all hear me and I want y'all to stay with me. That means the manifestation of your vision can be just one missing piece away. The fruition of the business that you want to start could be just one missing piece away. Somebody say one missing piece. That, that, that publishing of your book can be one missing piece away. And hear this, just as much as someone is your missing piece, you are the missing piece of somebody else's way. Yeah. I hope y'all just heard what I said. Many times we're looking for that missing piece to help and come link up us beside us so that God can manifest some stuff in our life. But I want you to know you're the missing piece of someone else's way. It's okay to be covert, but I still need to be connected. Somebody say get connected. And, and this is where we find the church of Thessalonica in our text. They were in dire need of counsel, in dire need of comfort, and in dire need, notice this, of simply a co-laborer in Christ. So Paul sent Timothy, their missing piece. And I want you to know, whenever you're ordained to be the missing piece to what God wants to do in somebody else's life or co collectively in the lives of others, the enemy will always present opposition. Somebody say opposition. opposition. Consider what Paul says just a chapter earlier in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 17 through 18. It's on the screen. It says, but brothers and sisters, we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought. Out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly Paul, I and Paul did again and again, but Satan blocked me. Somebody say opposition. Because Satan is so relentless to keep us away from our missing piece because
because he knows if we can get connected, there's a reward tied to it. The reason that some of us got church hurt and we don't want to go to nobody's church is not the folk in the church. Somebody say it's opposition from Satan. There's a reward that's missing when I'm disconnected. He knows one can put a thousand a foot, but two can put ten thousand a foot. As Timothy was their missing piece to the church at Thessalonica, I want you to know that you're the missing piece to someone else as well. But, but here's the question we got to ask ourselves. Why, why do I need to be connected? What is produced as a result of me connecting and serving as the missing piece? I want us to examine our text and we'll be out the way and I'll let us get some free, some fish, some fries, and some hush puppies, y'all. Let's look at verse number one. It says, therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it'd be good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. Here's what I, the first thing I want you, you to know. You're, you're on assignment. Tell your nigga you're on assignment. And notice this. Not only are you on assignment, somebody has been assigned to you. Tell your neighbor somebody's been assigned to you. Our text says that Timothy was sent. I know y'all probably thought you just got an invitation, but you were sent here. This word sit in the text is a Greek word which means to dispatch in order notices to accomplish a specific assignment. And even more, it means I've got an assignment and I've got God's authority with me on that assignment. That means, notice this, when we remain missing, the assignment on our life remains unfulfilled. And notice this, when I remain missing, that means the assignment on someone else's life remains unfulfilled as well. I, I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. This is why Paul encouraged Acrippus with these words in Colossians 4.17. I think it's on, on, on the screen. He says, take heed to the ministry which you received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. In other words, Paul was saying that the finished work in another was dependent upon the fulfillment of the commanded work on my life. Did y'all hear what I just said? That means if I'm connected with her in the journey, her finished work and on her life is dependent upon me fulfilling the commandment of God to be in her life. Y'all know we cut folk off with, with all kind of reasons. And notice what? We leave somebody's lives unfulfilled. I don't want y'all to leave my life unfulfilled. Y'all stay connected with me. Stay connected with me. So, so, so the question that I got to ask myself is whose life have I been assigned to? And what body of believers have been, I have noticed this, been authorized to help? Y'all heard what I just said? There's, there's somebody's life that you've been assigned to. Listen, y'all might, some of y'all may think that you can pick and choose who you want to be married to. I know that my wife was assigned to my life. Right? Many of y'all can cut off y'all wives like it ain't nothing, but not me because I know she's been assigned to me. Many of y'all cut off best friends because they ain't cut the, the, the pork chops like you wanted them to. No, that person is assigned to my life. Don't cut me off because I can't cook, y'all. Y'all stay with me. Right? Even more, we've got to ask ourselves, whose finished work may I have negated because of my lack of disobedience? I, there, there, there's, there's a work 
on somebody's life, and God says, I've assigned you to help them complete that work. And many of people we done cut off, many people we, we said, I ain't going to do them no more. And notice this, we've negated the finished work in their life. i got to ask God that. This is why Galatians 6 and 2 says, bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Miss Ivera, can you give me a couple of um, paper towels? I'm sweating, y'all. Right? When we don't serve, notice this, as the missing piece for another, someone else is subject to be overtaken by burdens. Y'all heard what I just said? The Bible says that we should carry one another's burdens. When I can just uh, leave out on folk, when I can just walk out of folk lives, we are the reason. You're probably like, oh, that daughter committed suicide, and we wonder why. Maybe it was because you left their lives. Their burdens will overtake them because the Bible says we're called to bear one another's burdens. And, and hear this, you can't bear the burden of another if you're not connected to a body. I'm called to be connected in this journey. If I can't bear the burden of another, notice this, if I'm not connected. Tell your neighbor, get connected. And notice this, you can be in community and still not connected. You know you got folks sleeping together and ain't not connected. You got people going on dates and still not connected. You got people with kids and still not connected. You got people going to churches and not connected. You can still be a part of a community and not connected. And know that still negate the assignment on their lives. If you're going to take time to go to church, take time to get connected. Amen. You notice this, Galatians 6 and 2 says, bear the burden, or in other words, carry the burden of another. But notice this, you can't or won't carry the burden for another that you don't care for. You can't bear or carry the burden for somebody that you don't have concern for. And notice this, you can't bear or carry the burden for somebody that you don't converse with. Y'all yeah. know we can be in houses and then we ain't talking to nobody. We can be in churches and don't have care for the person that is worshiping next to me. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, the devil is alive. If I'm going to go to somebody's church, I'm gonna, I want to make sure you care about me. I want to make sure you have a level of concern for me. Because if you don't, I know I can't trust you to carry my burden. Listen. We got folk praying for us that can't carry our burdens because they have no level of care for us. This is why, y'all, don't get mad when some folks got prayer requests and they don't want it across the pulpit because I don't want certain people to know my burdens because you don't converse with me. How am I expect you to pray for me and you don't even talk to me? We got churches like that, y'all. We got churches like that. Right? There's a fulfilled assignment notices both in our lives and theirs when we serve as the missing piece that we're called to be. So here's the first thing that I'm going to be out y'all way real quick. Notice this. If I'm, if I'm going to serve as the missing piece to somebody, i got to realize there's an assignment. Somebody say there's an assignment. Here's the second thing. Let's look at verse 2C. To establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. You are the missing piece to someone's firm foundation concerning their position in God. Somebody say affirmation. You, you, you may not like that. You may, may feel like that's too much of a responsibility. But what do I mean? Every now and then, I need the anointing on our lives affirmed. Every now and then, I need the anointing on my life affirmed. Somebody say affirmation. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to break this down for you. Anointing is simply the presence, notices, the purpose, and power of God in our lives. And if we can be honest, there are times where we need reassurance that God's presence still rests with us. I don't know about y'all, but I know for my life, I still need reassurance that his purpose still rules over me. And notice this, I still need reassurance that his power still resides in my life. I don't know about y'all. Y'all go through some stuff and you'll realize you may feel like God's presence is not with you. And you need a believer to come beside you and say, baby, God's presence is still yet with you. All right, y'all keep going through life and act like you just walking in all kind of power. There's sometimes where you need reassurance. I need to be reassured. This is why, notice this, Timothy was sent to the church of Thessalonica to provide notices affirmation to who God said they were. And here's one definition of affirm. It means to encourage or validate. So affirmation, notice this, gives validation to the narrative of God concerning our lives. I hope y'all caught what I just said. Affirmation says, I'm going to give validation to every promise in the book that God says concerning my life. And notice this, where I don't receive validation of God's narrative, the enemy will write a narrative concerning my life. Some of y'all are following not God's narrative, but we're following the enemy's narrative. And the only reason that I'm following it, because nobody affirmed God's narrative over my life. Tell somebody I'm the missing piece. Where, where there's no validation in God, the enemy will always get the victory. All right? When we don't serve as a missing piece in someone's life, we allow the enemy to write our narrative. Tell, tell your neighbor, don't let the enemy write your story. So, so, so here's the question. How then do we affirm the presence, purpose, and power of God in another person's life? How, God, how are you going to give me that much responsibility that i got to affirm the power, the presence, and purpose of God in somebody else's life? Somebody say encourage Encouragement. Encouragement. This is why I notice this throughout the New Testament, we are admonished to encourage one another. Y'all yeah. love to encourage yourself, but have you encouraged somebody else in the journey? The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another. Somebody say one another. One another. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, encourage the faint-hearted. Somebody say encourage. encourage. And here's what Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another day after day. Somebody say encourage. encourage. Here's the interesting thing to know. In Hebrews 3.13, the, he the writer of Hebrews admonishes us to encourage one another day after day. Somebody say daily. daily. That's because daily victory requires daily validation. I don't know about you, but every day presents a new trouble. Every day presents a new issue. And sometimes, if I can just be honest with myself, when I wake up, I need encouragement. Somebody say daily. daily. The, enemy, the enemy doesn't take days off, no. so my validation shouldn't take days off either. Yeah. Because notice this, the enemy's attack on God's children is daily. Somebody say daily. daily. That's why we must be reminded and reassured of our position in God. Therefore, as believers, we got to consider whose victories, notice this, we prevented because we failed to provide their validation. Who, whose victory did I negate because I was going through, I felt it necessary not to encourage you. 
be, be, because I was so caught up in my own issues of life that I failed to encourage my sister who was faint-hearted. I may have negated somebody's victory because I was so caught up in my own vices. Somebody say the devil is alive. I've got to provide validation and notice this. You're never too deep to be in need of affirmation. I don't care how much you know about God, you're not that deep. You're never too devout in your walk not to need some level, somebody say affirmation. I need affirmation. And notice this, you're not so much of a disciple of God that you don't need affirmation. And God has said that you're the missing piece in somebody's life to give them affirmation. Because they're not that deep, y'all. They're not that devout. They're not that much of a disciple. That's why you got pastors today uh, committing suicide because nobody provided affirmation. They're not that deep. So as Timothy was to the church of Thessalonica, so are you among the missing pieces of someone's affirmation at God. I'm almost done, y'all, because I ain't going to get in the way of this fish. I said, I said notice this. That we gotta ensure and understand that we're on assignment. Somebody say assignment. assignment. I, I gotta know that somebody's victory, somebody could be at the point of breaking. And I've got to give them a level of affirmation. Somebody say affirmation. affirmation. And look at verse number three. He says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. Our survival in the midst of affliction, hear this, requires support. Somebody say support. support. Therefore, you are the missing piece to someone's prevailing over affliction. Here's my third point. Somebody say affliction. affliction. Timothy's support to, to the church of Thessalonica was in the midst of affliction. And notice this, it was twofold. We both see his proclamation, somebody say his words. And then we also see Timothy's presence. That means in the midst of someone's affliction, there will be times where they need more than just your theology. They need your time. We always want to give somebody a word, but maybe more than your theology, they just simply need your time. Even more, more than just a hymn. I know you can sing, daughter. I know you got a song on your lips, but sometimes I just need a hug. But sometimes, boo, just hug me in this. I don't want to talk about what I'm going through. I just need a hug. Sometimes people need more than just your counsel. They need your company. Y'all know we, we love to talk too much. Sometimes when people going through, people lose a mama, people lose a child. They don't need your counsel. They just need your company. I, I need somebody to help me in my affliction. I believe Timothy's presence meant more to their ability to endure affliction than his proclamation. How, how do I know? How do I know? Because if proclamation was enough, notice this, Paul wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul sent more than one letter to the church at Thessalonica. So if Timothy's presence or his proclamation meant more than his presence, Paul would have just sent a letter. Y'all heard what I just said? He would have just sent a letter. Some of y'all tell you maybe you just need to shut up. Okay, y'all y'all ain't said it loud enough. I'm saying for some of us just need to shut up and sit down. Some people just want to see your presence. I remember my grandma telling me that she didn't need anything else except my presence. She, she didn't need me to come and give her no all kind of gifts, but she said, grandson, I just needed your presence. 
Many of us want to show people how deep we is, want to show people how many scriptures we know, but some of them just need us to shut up and sit down. And they just need our presence. What am I trying to say? Stop trying to preach to people during their affliction and be more concerned about giving people your presence. Somebody, you're, you're the missing piece to somebody's ability to endure during affliction. And somebody's just saying, I just need your presence. I don't need all that talking. I don't need all your hymns. I know you've been saying, daughter, but I just need a hug in this season. And notice this, because to sympathize by way of presence to those that are suffering is to share in their suffering. Because y'all know when you talk to people and they suffer, they feel like you're giving them lessons. They feel like you're trying to speak down to them. But when I can just simply be in their presence, I can share in their suffering with them. Sometimes I just need somebody to share my suffering with me. I just need your presence. I just need your presence. People don't need a sermon in the midst of suffering. They need someone to share in the suffering. Somebody say afflictions. And if, it's, if, if we can put it on the screen, this is why the writer of Hebrews said this concerning Mo, Moses in Hebrews 11, 24 through 25. He says, by faith Moses. When he became a man of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. No one is ever called to suffer alone. Tell you never, you ain't got to suffer alone. And when we can serve as the missing piece to someone's life, it causes them not to suffer alone. I, I want to make sure that nobody in the body of Christ suffers alone. Because affliction, hear this, not shared is an affliction that somebody may um, succumb to. Did y'all hear what I just said? An affliction not shared is an affliction that somebody may succumb to. We don't like that. Some of y'all are dealing with affliction right now, and you just need somebody to share with you. Somebody feels like they're at a breaking place right now, but there's nobody to share their affliction with. The Bible is replete concerning believers suffering many afflictions. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Bible says that many, there, there will be many troubles. But notice this, the Bible also makes mention of sharing of affliction. This is in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 1 Thessalonians 3, 7. It speaks of, somebody say, our. our. Somebody say that with me again. Somebody say, our. our. So the question that we got to ask ourselves is when is the last time someone else's affliction became mine? When, when, when I saw somebody, I didn't just simply have pity on them, but I shared in their affliction as well. When, when's the last time? I don't need your money to pay my rent. I need you to share in my affliction. I, I don't need to hear your story about how your husband beat you across the head. I need you to share in your affliction with me. When's the last time it became yours? And, and notice this. When is the last time, notice this, that not only did I support them in their affliction, but I shared with them in their affliction? Because it's the answer to those questions will reveal if I've been the missing piece in somebody else's life. I'm going to close, y'all. I wanted us to realize that Timothy was so vital to the church at Thessalonica that Paul felt compelled to send them. Y'all probably thought you just got invited for any kind of reason. Somebody invited you because there was need of you. 
He was not simply a meaningful piece, but he was the missing piece. Notice this, to much of what God wanted to do in the church at Thessalonica, through the church at Thessalonica, and notice this, even for the church at Thessalonica. I want y'all to hear what I just said. The fulfillment of their assignment was dependent upon Timothy. The reassurance and affirmation of their position in God was dependent upon Timothy. And their ability to endure affliction was dependent upon Timothy. But even more, I want us to consider verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Thank you so much for that. It says, that is why when I could no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. Timothy was the missing piece to their accountability. Some might say accountability. Because, and why, 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 why is this significant? Why should somebody hold me accountable to my walk in God? Because your faithfulness in this journey will determine the fruit that you reap in this journey. I hope y'all heard what I just said. Many can connect with you in the journey, but only certain people in the journey can, get, can correct you in the journey. I hope y'all heard what I just said. No, I, I don't just want to be connected to folk in the journey, but I need some people along the way to hold me accountable for my walk and correct me. But y'all know everybody can't correct you. I, t I, told, I told the saints a few weeks ago, y'all can love on my baby, but everybody can't whoop on my baby. All right, because I said some people's hands too heavy. All right? Many people can converse with you in the journey, but not everybody is assigned to give you counsel in the journey. I need somebody say this to hold me accountable. Y'all don't want nobody to hold you accountable. That's the problem with the body of Christ now. Not only is the magnitude of the fruit that someone else will reap depending upon me being their missing piece. Notice this, the fruit that I will reap in my own life is dependent upon whoever's the missing piece in my life. There are believers and there is a body of believers that God has called our missing piece. The piece that God will use, notice this, to help you manifest much of what he wants to do in you. I've, I've got to be connected to some people in the journey because there's some stuff that God wants to do in me, but it'll never get done if I never get connected to my message. That there's some stuff that God wants to do through me, but God will never do it if I never get connected with my missing piece. And notice this, here's the good news. There's some stuff that God wants to do for me, but I've got to find my missing piece. I tell you, they go find my missing piece. So not only must we be the missing piece in someone else's life, but we must seek God for our missing piece of work. Because if not, notice this, we'll negate our assignment. We'll negate it, y'all. The, the, the affirmation that needs to be validated over our lives will never be validated. And where there's no validation, the enemy always gets to be. And, 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 and our survival and affliction, the reason why I'm going through right now, y'all, that much, y'all. I'm going through, I'm tired, I'm hurt, I'm beat up. I feel a lot of pressure on the weight of my job, but I'm so thankful that I have a wife that I can share afflictions with. There's some people who can't say I got anybody to share my affliction with. There's some of us that are trying to bear the burdens of this world on our own and tell your neighbor the devil is gone. I need somebody to help carry my burden. 
And somebody is the missing piece to our God ordained accountability. Yeah. Tell you, neighbor, I need my missing piece. I'm done, y'all. Because we got kids in the house. Yeah. I can't have the kids running on they, they get restless, y'all. Yeah. And I don't want y'all yeah. to get restless. Yeah. But I want you to know that you've been called to be somebody's missing piece. I want you to stand to your feet. I pray that we don't take this word lightly. Let's go to God and pray. God, we receive this word for our lives.